Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Not taking it out on my kids and doing a better job at my job. I'm trying to get that on track and every single attempt is being thwarted. What do I do? Welcome to Manic Rambling Spiral. I'm John R. Bray. And I'm Heather B. Armstrong. And today we're going to jump into the issues surrounding resentment and the guilt that sort of goes along with that, and even the guilt that's separate from that, because there's plenty of guilt. There's an abundance of guilt, I think. There's plenty of guilt to go around. So much extra plethora of guilt yes such a such a uh, productive feeling it really is and the guilt feeds the resentment and the resentment feeds the guilt in this never-ending cycle Mm -hmm. this is where people are going to start recommending life coaches and meditation and (laughs) this is going to be one of those episodes probably Mm -hmm. but I, i to a certain point I think guilt and resentment are unavoidable. So there we go. I'm really pessimistic. But (laughs) I I do think in some ways that you're going to run into them anyway. And I feel like even for the two of us, there are definitely just periods of time where it's a lot worse. And these last couple of weeks have been one of those periods, I think. Yeah. Yes, very much so. Having children in the house it's gonna it's gonna um explode my brain i am on the brink right now of like how 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 do i get anything done yeah even with someone watching them there is a it is a constant state of interruption and distraction and noise and but i need my mom for this and it's like i have so many deadlines to meet and um being unable to to meet those deadlines is is uh it's rough can you tell that i'm depressed <laughs> it's i mean i i think if if you are in the house and the kids are in the house unless you have some almost militant type arrangement it's it doesn't matter if you have someone there or not because you are the mom i am the like as the parent you are the default go to right and for kids even older even like lexton and lita's age you're home so you're available even though they both know that we're working yes you're there and they know that and it's and like you said the noise even if even if they're not coming in and asking questions or interrupting you hear them. There's you this, hear them. You can't focus 100%. And, but this, though, is, is sort of that unique area where the guilt 
comes into play or the guilt and resentment both come into play because we feel guilty that we can't spend that time with them, right? And then if we do spend the time with them, we feel guilty that we're not meeting deadlines and getting work done. And there's no, there's almost no way to balance it. Right. There's, there really is no way <laughs> to balance it. They, you know, like, again, like waiting for the thump. Uh, uh, so I, I work in my basement and on my computer and it's a floor below where my kids are normally, but it's waiting for that thump of Marlo running into a door or falling off the couch and it's, and the even and then the screaming afterwards and then I go upstairs to comfort her because I'm a mom and if I don't go upstairs to comfort her then I feel horrible about it because you know I'm the mom but at the same time I'm trying to get work done and it's a constant interruption of my day and so I hate I hate to say this I hate even admitting it but there is this a resentment of my children which is not okay it's not okay to resent your children but Lita said to me earlier this week, um, I took some time out of my day and wanted to do one of the fun things with her. I think we talked about this, um, where we want to be there for the doctor's appointments and whatnot, but, you know, but, but the fun things we can assign to other people. Right. But the doctor's appointments are sort of like, or they're the really important things. So I decided that I was going to take a couple of hours out of my work day and I was going to take her to get her a, a very, very, very long overdue haircut and um, do that fun thing with her. And <sighs> she says to me, um, can we go get some ice cream afterward? And right now I'm in the middle of a, of a project that is so demanding of my time and energy and it's consuming. This, this work is a, a really, really, really involved piece of work and the whole time I'm, I'm I'm trying to enjoy the moment of sitting there with her while she's getting her hair cut and all I can think about is the 40 things that I had got to get done to that day and she she was wanting to go get ice cream afterward and I was like Lita I really really need to get back to work and she says she she says well you never do the fun things with us, mom, you know, and I want to, I, what do you say to that? And I, I turned to her and I said, Lita, I'm sorry. I, this is, this is a work day. This is the middle of the week and I have a deadline to meet and I, I'm sorry that I can't be the babysitter. The babysitter does all of the fun things with you. I know that I, I took my time to, to get your haircut but I have, I have to make money. I have to make money. And she got this, you know, her face completely, she got really, really sad. And then, of course, I went and I took and I, I got her ice cream. Of course I did. You felt guilt. I felt so guilty. And you can't avoid it. And then later in the day, I was like, did I just get manipulated? <laughs> <laughs> well, I just got manipulated. You did. I mean... <laughs> Maybe, maybe not intentionally or consciously on her part, but, and it's funny because I don't, I mean, I've, I've only been working out of the home or at home full time for three years or four years or something. So I still remember going in every day on an eight to five job and granted Lexton was obviously a lot younger, but I remember him 
you know, missing me and saying that he missed me. But it was like, because I wasn't there, he missed me, but he didn't expect me to be more involved during the day, to do things with him during the day, because I wasn't present. Mm-hmm. And, and I think in some ways that, that did make it easier being out of, being out of the house, like out of sight, out of mind. Yes. Actually, I did. I went and saw my therapist yesterday for the first time in a very, very long time because things have not been great. Things have not been great. I've been trying to figure out what's wrong with me for a while now. I've been to my doctor. I've been to a nutritionist. Um, I've had blood work done and I'm trying to figure out why I can't sleep and why my appetite is all over the place and why I am super anxious and finally made an appointment with her. And she's like, are you still working in your home? (laughs) And I said, well, yes. She's like, and she like completely cusses at me. She's like, fuck Heather, seriously? How many times did I fucking tell you to go rent rent a space outside of your home and leave your home? (laughs) And so that's kind of the... um, that's one of the things she's like, I'm going, you're coming in every week for the next however long. And this is the goal. You were going to rent a space outside of your home and leave it every day. So. Wow. Is that on the, the list? I don't know. Is there a space that you can rent? Even if you, even if you said you were going to do it, you know, every Tuesday and Thursday or something and, and see, are those days really that much more productive? Do you notice a difference? I'm sure you would. And maybe only doing it two or three or four days a week rather than all five would help. Yeah. You know, a lot of this stems from being unable to like having no, I don't have any uninterrupted time anymore. I, I, I used to spend several hours crafting a blog post and I would have that satisfaction of having accomplished something and being proud of work. I don't, I, I don't remember the last time I had an uninterrupted hour, you know, of like, one task after another task after another task on all those tasks interrupting each other that I think that's causing me a lot of um a lot of angst as well and she brought up that fact too she's just like she read a paper where you you are so much more productive if you start one task and don't switch you finish that one task and then you go to another one and don't switch between them is this a is this a productivity no. episode? <laughs> well, but it, no, I mean it 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 all plays into it though because I think ultimately, you know, and I I know I'm the one I just I just pulled up our our texts because I texted you and said that sometimes I have to consciously remind myself to not take out the frustration I feel on Lexton because it's not his fault. And right. you know, you mentioned resenting your girls and I I think they're there are plenty of people out there who probably just gasped and how how can you say that they're your kids and it's not it's such a weird feeling to have because at least in in my case every time i resent him i know i know for sure it's misplaced like it has nothing to do with him at all but it's an it's an involuntary feeling almost it's like it rises up inside of you right it it is because i mean when you really when you really look at it they are what is making it difficult in that moment because if you were in a quiet office and you had no interruptions you could get through your work but in the bigger picture they're not what's making it difficult but it's hard to step back and take a look at that right like none of this none of any of this in my life or your life is their fault no 
None of it is their fault. No. And we both know that at a very adult level. I mean, we're both very well aware of it, but it doesn't necessarily mean that we, that that's top of mind every second of every day. It's easy to get caught up in that. And I think it's because where that resentment is actually directed is at people or events or things that are not right in front of us. They're directed at the person. (laughs) I mean, they're directed at, at our exes. Yeah. I mean, I have to pay bills. I have to, you know, keep the roof over our head. I have to pay for food. I have, you know, and I've recently, I've recently made it so that I don't have to travel as much. Which is good. Which is and amazing for it's you. It's amazing. Yeah. Yes. How do I how do I explain this without sounding just completely bitter? What how do you how do you talk about it without sounding totally bitter? It's like I've been put into this situation where if I feel I'm tr- so 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 trying to figure out the the secret combination and chemistry of making both things work, of raising my children well and doing my job well. When I constantly feel like I'm drowning. Right. You always feel like you're making like a half-assed effort at everything, even though yeah. you're going, you know, at 150% on both in both directions. Right. And I don't think there's a way to really talk about it without sounding full of resentment and bitterness toward Heather and John, because there there is that. I mean, we've we've spent so many episodes of this podcast talking about how we try to take the high road, and we do. And I think there's some sort of general thought that if there is bitterness or resentment, then you're not taking the high road or that you're you're only making things worse. But I also think there's no way to not feel some amount of bitterness and resentment from time to time, because that ultimately is the reason that things are the way that they are. Yeah. And, and I don't want to play, I don't want to play the victim either. You know, it, I, I no. don't want to be a victim, but there are times, there are times when, for instance, like, I've got to figure out how to get Marlo to one school. When, when school starts at the, at the end of August, Marlo's going to one school and Lita's going to another. They both start at the same time. There is no bus to take Lita to her school. Hey, I've always wondered how the hell people yeah. juggle that shit, honestly. There's no bus to take Marlo to her, to her school and no bus to take Lita to her school. And then I have to figure out how to how am I going to navigate that this is something that and with my with with work with all the other stuff that I've I've got going on and it's like I'll have the passing thought like he doesn't have to he doesn't have to navigate this at all he none of none of this scheduling and juggling and making sure the kids get to their dentist appointments and like that that, so yesterday um I had a major, major, major deadline and a sort of two and a half hour conference call. And um, Lita had a dentist appointment that I had rescheduled twice because I want to go with her. I want to be there for those things. For the fun things, yeah. <laughs> the fun things. Well, and this, and this is going to prove my point, though. This is going to prove my point. So I, I was, I turned to, to Kelly and I said, Kelly, can, can you take her down to the dentist? It's, it's, this is the address. Um, I wanted to be able to go, but I have, I have this super important phone call that I have to be on. And she's like, oh yeah, no problem at all. Well, turns out that Lita has a tooth that, that has to come out, but it's not loose. And because there's another tooth growing in behind it and this dentist, his his approach is to try to get teeth to grow in the correct way so to avoid as much orthodontic 
work as possible. Okay. And Lita has had two teeth removed before. He deadens. He he gives a um a numbing, deadening you know shot to the area, and she you don't feel the the tooth being removed. And she's been through this before. So, so there, Kelly is there with Lita yesterday, and they say to Lita, "We need to remove this tooth so that the other one can come through." And of course, Lita loses her mind, doesn't want to do it, and so now we're in this situation where she, because I wasn't there to say, listen, and calm her down and, and be a part of that discussion. We've got to go back in a month and a half if it hasn't come out and see, and, and then have it removed and then see what damage has been done in terms of which teeth are straight and which teeth aren't. And it was because I couldn't be there for her dentist appointment that there's this like, I know I'm no I know I'm being super dramatic about it. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm being super dramatic about this, but I I just last night after this horrible day, I had a really bad day yesterday and I was like, oh I I couldn't have I wasn't at her dentist appointment and now <sighs> Sure, I guess in the big picture of life, right? It's maybe too right. dramatic. Yes. But that's a really good way to illustrate though how it feels on a day-to-day basis it's it's at the point where you're trying to juggle everything that eventually it's these little things that sort of break you yeah you know and i've i've had conversations sort of about this you know the the parenting and life balance with people and it always comes down to and it always with my former in-laws um and they're they're again they're very supportive i'm really lucky to have them but what my former mother-in-law always goes back to is that, you know, you just, you have to put Lexton first. He has to be first. You got to put him first and then everything after that. And yeah, okay. I, I know that, but there's also really, depending on how you look at it, working is also putting them first because that's the only way that I have a house. It's the only way that we have food. It's the only way we do anything is when I work. That's a really good point. And to put, put, to put them first, really to really put them first would mean you don't work at all. And then things are going to be really dark. I, I mean, there's there's no other way to look at it. The lights will go off. Right. I mean, I mean, our kids come first. Like if it really came down to it, and there was an emergency, you know, you you get in. Like, and I'm talking an emergency. You get off the call and you address an emergency. These mm-hmm. things happen. But on a day to day basis, putting work first is really putting your kids first. Because you, you have to have an income, you know. I mean, right. it's just, it's, I don't know, there's no way. And it's, and it's funny because, you know, we talk about this and text about this regularly. And we've actually gotten a number of listeners who've emailed with very similar things. And not all of them are single parents because obviously this is not exclusive to single parenting. Right. And, you know, and I don't remember when this email came in, but Flora emailed us and I guess it's it's fairly short, so I'll just read it briefly. But she says, I, I have a fair amount of family and peer pressure to be a stay-at-home mom. My mother told me growing up that daycare is for people who don't love their children. Yeah. But we want a higher income than my husband can provide. How much quality time with my daughter can I sacrifice to earn a living? So, and I totally understand where she's coming from. Because you try to balance this out on a scale, but there's no right answer. And sometimes you take one path and you realize that was that's not the right path. But it's totally trial and error. And really, it 
mostly just feels like error, no matter what direction you go. Well, that's an that's. I wonder if her mother's Mormon. <laughs> it's a very Mormon thing to stay at home with your kids because kids are more important than careers, at, at least for. I mean, it's that's a. It's a very sexist way to look at things because men are encouraged. Men are, of course, encouraged to have careers, but. Women are much more encouraged to have the the motherly relationship with their children over pursuing any sort of personal interest. Um, but yeah, there 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 is no right answer, and you do try to think like so. I have made a, you know a proactive decision and taken action so that I can. I was like, you know what, I don't enjoy traveling this much. I don't enjoy being away from my kids traveling for work. And so I took active steps to change that. I'm hoping that as this new project that I'm working on becomes easier, that having made that decision will show itself to have been like, okay, like I took steps to improve things and they improved. Right. I mean, that's the hope. And I think, especially in your case, because of the amount of travel you were doing, I think it's inevitable that they will improve in some way. But at the same time, you still have work. And it's not it's not that you're cutting your work week down from 40 hours to 20 hours or something. No, I actually just I actually just doubled it is what I did. Right. So I think that's what's, you know, and to go back to what your therapist said about like getting outside of the house. Like I think I think the travel piece is a big piece of it. But is it enough? Is it enough to notice a difference that feels worthwhile, at least? She also made the point, you know, the, the traveling that I did was, that's that's a a big part of my, my whatever is going wrong, has gone wrong with me in the last few months. The, just the, the constant, um, it, it, it beat me down. And she, she made the point, she said, you know, you're traveling for work, you're on, you're on planes, you're getting bad sleep, you're not eating well. And she's like, and that's basically the only break that you got from your kids. And it wasn't really a break. Right. And she's like, she's like, that's not, that's not taking care of yourself. You get it. Cause I did think of it as like, okay, well, you know, I'll, I'll sleep in at the hotel that I, that in San Francisco when I go to that meeting, but I don't sleep, I don't sleep well when I travel. And that it really was essentially the only break that I got from my kids. Now my kids are leaving. I'm going to, I'm going to start crying if I, if I talk about it too much. Um, my kids are leaving in a few days to go to New York for their portion of the New York summer. Which is three weeks, six weeks? No. <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> no. And I, and this is the complete conundrum in like, what, what is the other word that begins with C? Um uh, what is the other word that begins with C? I'm going to laugh, so I'll stop, stop crying. The other word that begins with C. Um, <laughs> there's <laughs> a lot of it's them. The, 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 it's um, when two things don't make sense. Um, <laughs> it's the contradiction. Con- is that the word that I'm using? Sort of, so, maybe. Yeah. So I really, really desperately, desperately need like a like, to concentrate on getting myself better and doing really quality work and... Um, I need a break, right? But my kids, the idea of my kids leaving is so devastating to me that that's the conundrum, right? Is, oh, you're going to get a break. You get, you get to spend several weeks 
without that responsibility, but that responsibility is so at the core of who I am that not having them in the house is devastating. And they're going for five weeks. <laughs> yeah. That's how it turned out this year. And um, I, uh, I'm, I'm going to <laughs> get up every morning and meditate and say, this day is going to be a good day. That's a that's a really good plan. I'm sure that will throw in a few herbal remedies and you're going to be all set to go. It's it's a long time, but that that is the conundrum or other C word because you need the time, but when you get it, it's not as it's not as effective as you want it to be, right? Like you won't sleep quite as well mm-hmm. because they're not in the house. I mean, maybe you're going to have days where you are incredibly productive, but then five o'clock or six o'clock or whenever comes along and you close the laptop and the house is dead silent. And it's, it's weird. It's weird. They are an anchor in my life. And when that anchor isn't here, it, I, it's very hard to stay focused because my, my focus, and see, this is, this is, it, it is a contradiction because I'm, I, I want to be the best parent I can be and I want to do the best work that I can. And here I am saying, well, the only way that I can do the best work that I can is by having them here. <laughs> right. But then when they're there, you can't get any work done. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's an impossible situation. And I know there's, there was an episode at one point where we talked about this kind of the situation, having the, the emptiness in the house. Um, but it's it, it's so I mean I feel like we're spending this entire time talking trying to put something into words that really can't be put into words. You know I mean I, I know when we talked about kind of our routines and things. You know we we got an email um, from Letitia or Letitia, and she said when it when it comes to my routine I manage to keep my head out uh, out of the water. But when the weekend comes, the silence, the minutes alone. Yes. And that's like, that's what breaks it. It's, but you feel like you're either, you're either just barely treading water, right? Or, or you're floating, but it's not a comfortable float. Mm-hmm. Like there's no in between. I mean, I don't mind working. I don't mind having to put the effort in, but I feel like there needs to be some in between from feeling like I'm going to drown due to so much going on versus feeling like I'm going to drown because he's not here. Mm-hmm. And it's different. I don't. I don't have the five weeks, or or even two or three. You know, it's it's on my end. It's every other weekend. Mm-hmm. But it is. It's a similar. I, I mean, I I expect it every other Friday that I'm going to drop them off and come home, and it's quiet. And I always tell myself, we've even we've even texted about it. You know, it's great. I have the weekend. I'm going to get work done. And it never ends up that way. Not because I'm out and socializing and being a human being. But because you feel sort of crippled. Yes, it, it it it's like being inside of a dark cave when they are are gone. Yes, and I think what's hard, you know, you said like you don't want to be the victim, and I I totally agree with that. And I think for me, it's not so much that I feel like the victim, but I I think about trying to plan things and accomplish things and do things and get a break, and how much effort goes into it. I mean, you have to put so much effort into getting an actual real break that by the time you get it, it's like you're exhausted from the effort that went into getting it. <laughs> right. And it makes me so angry to think that that doesn't exist for Heather. Like if she wants a break, the break is there. Yeah. Like if she wants to randomly go out or yeah. go away for two days, 
it that's yeah that is where my resentment comes in and then i think that's why it kind of for both of us i think that's why it twists and sort of manifests as this resentment toward our kids because they are what is preventing that freedom because they're kids because that's that's just the nature of having children right but it's not their fault no it's not their fault and i guess my anger just comes with the fact that now this other person who who has this responsibility but doesn't really doesn't have to deal with any of that and it i can't even there are just days that i'm so angry about that imbalance it is it's it's bullshit honestly <laughs> Come it, on. i think i i think i've texted you in in all capital letters i am so tired of being so angry <laughs> yeah i think i got four or five different text bubbles from you that were in all caps and before i even <laughs> read them i'm like oh this is not this is not positive i know this already and and mine uh, mine about reminding myself to to not take it out on Lexton. I think I texted you that you know a day or two after because yeah. that's where it's at. And then I mean you feel guilty because you can't spend time like you want to with them. Then you resent them because they're preventing you from getting to your work. Then you feel guilty because you resent. It's horrible. <laughs> People are going to be like. Thank God she's back in therapy. <laughs> Thank God she's got somebody helping her out because she needs some help. But I mean, it's, I, I feel like, you know, all of these emails that we've received about this, it's from, you know, we've received single moms have said that they have this guilt and resentment, single dads, people who aren't single, people who don't have, I mean, it's, it's crazy to think that it's this constant struggle. And I feel like when I read these, I'm like, so there's no end then, huh? Like forever, we're going to be stuck in this spiral see what i did there spiral of resentment and guilt right i mean i don't because i don't know how to get i don't know how to break the cycle ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us we brought in a reverse auctioneer which is apparently a thing Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I keep bringing my therapist up, but I, it has been a very, very long time since I saw her. And I sat there and she's like, it's good to see you. And I said, I said, Margaret, I don't feel I the same way. Hmm? <laughs> you don't, you don't feel the same way. It's not that great to be here, but here I am. <laughs> I, said, I said, Margaret, I am an angry person right now and I don't want to feel this way anymore. And I don't know how to break it. And I I have been trying my best since even before the marathon was over. I have been trying to get my life on in like just get some sort of control 
in order, like get back into like a, an exercise routine that doesn't kill me and get back into um, feeling better about life. And I'm making every attempt to do it. And it feels like, I think I told you this the other day, um, I got up on Tuesday and I was like, okay, I'm going to get up before the kids get up and I'm going to do my exercise and take a shower because I hadn't showered in a few days. One and or two. <laughs> I will say this, though. I was talking to someone. <laughs> I'm going to go on a tangent. I'll get back to my story in a second. I was talking with someone about sensory issues, and I think part of it has to do with sensory issues is that a lot of people really love to take showers. I hate going from a dry to a wet state and then a wet to a dry state. Like, I hate it. It's why I don't like to swim. I I don't like that sensation at all. And so, like, when I take a shower, it's really less than – it's as short as possible. It's, like, maybe two minutes long. I make sure to get clean, <laughs> but I hate being in water. <laughs> so I was like, okay, oh, wow. I'm going to get up. I'm, oh, my gosh. It's, I'm revealing way too much. Um, I'm going to get up, I'm going to, I'm going to get my exercise done and then I'm going to take a shower and that way all that's out of the way. I will have a little bit of time with my kids before I need to go down and get in front of my computer. And just as I was getting up to go take a shower, Marlo shows up at my yoga mat and is like, I don't feel so good. I don't feel so good. And then I I, I run her over as I'm running her over to the, to the bathroom. She throws up all over the couch. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. And uh, I was like, okay. I finished cleaning that up and um, get her situated on the couch. And then I go to get Coco out of her crate, and she has peed all over herself in the middle of the night. And that's that's a lot. That's a bitch to clean up. I'll just. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, both metaphorically and figuratively. <laughs> Um, yeah. And I was like, yeah, so I got up to start my day on the right track and that's what happened. And that right there is a metaphor for me. Like I, I expressed this to my therapist. I said, that is what I have. I am trying to get the resentment and the guilt and not taking it out on my kids and doing a better job at my job. I'm trying to get that on track. And every single attempt is being thwarted. What do I do? Yeah. And, what do I do? And it's funny because it's not like you're trying to get up and go to breakfast with friends or you're trying to get up and shower. Uh-huh. Like that, that is your goal. Like today, <laughs> today's going to be a good day. I'm going to shower. And like even that gets completely thwarted. Like it, it doesn't matter. And it's not even a big thing. But the fact that that is, that is a big thing says a lot. And I eventually, like, I can see myself doing this. I didn't do it, but I could totally see myself, like, breaking down. Like, all I wanted to do was take a shower. And I, because of my kid, I couldn't take a shower, right? And, but she was sick. And here I am resenting the fact that I couldn't take a shower, but she didn't feel well. And it's like, how do you reconcile these emotions? Exactly. And you know, I mean, that's the perfect example because really she can't she did not choose to come out and throw up on the sofa she didn't right but you feel that i I don't know it's yeah i don't 
I will say we had someone, someone emailed and I think went way back to uh, what episode uh, when we talked about contentment. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this case could have been an old email from Tara, but she was saying that, you know, we, we mentioned that there's perks to it being just us because there's no one to answer to, no one has permission. Um, and she added, you know, and in her opinion, no one to resent. Right. That was, that was her email. And it's, and it's an interesting perspective because in a sense, I think she's totally right. Like we don't have, because everything is on us, we make sure that what needs to get done gets done and there's no one to resent for forgetting something or not doing something. But it's not that there's no one to resent. It's just that it's a very different kind of resentment. It almost went from like those, that minor resentment for little things to more of like this festering, deep-rooted, vile resentment. The festering cloud almost yes. like this cloud it's instead of it being instead of this resentment at like a particular person and event it is this festering lingering it, like water filling the the corners of a room it just it, it, it it is and i i'm personally at a point where i don't feel like i'm like i'm bitter or you know, dragging her name through the mud, but it just, there is a big part of me and I just, and, and I'm going to use suffer as way too dramatic of a word, but I want her to suffer in the same <laughs> way that, that I have to with the sacrifices that I make. You know, like I want her to know what that's like. There was a, there was a period, I don't know, a couple months ago or something. And she, she took time off from work and made a comment. Like, I'm just, I'm exhausted. I haven't had a day off in a while. And this was, this was on the phone. Oh, and I, no. I didn't, I, I just, I didn't say anything for a second, probably because my jaw had completely fallen off. And she said, are you still there? And I said, yeah, I think I know what you mean. <laughs> and that was it. like, I was, I wanted to just throw my phone out the window because like, you haven't had a day off in a lot. Lo- are you, I, what do you even say? I, I mean, then that's like, you don't even, you don't even know. You really don't even know what it's like, you know, and even mm-hmm. even when she even when Lexton is with her for the weekend or even when your girls are gone and, and with John for five weeks. He, he will realize and she realizes during that little window what it's like, but also not because it's that time becomes more like a vacation than real life. Oh, well, and Lita is going to a three week sleepaway camp, so he won't even have her hey. for three weeks. Oh. So... No, yeah, huh. so to parallel what Heather said to you, um, w- when we were negotiating the summer schedule, like I had, I fought very, very, very hard in mediation to say, I don't want to spend six full weeks away from my kids because he gets half the summer, which is six weeks. Sure. And we need to break it up into two chunks, three and three. And he had brought up, well, they had this thing planned and it's really important and Lita needs to go to sleepaway camp and, and, and all these things have to happen. And I said, okay, so I'm, and, and I will brag about this. I bend over backwards to try to, to, to negotiate and work through things and be reasonable about things. Right. He, he came and he stayed in my house. Like, yeah, that that's pretty damn reasonable. I have to, I have to say. So we're negotiating over, over the the time that they're going to spend in New York for the summer, and 
he says in an email back to me, he says, trust me, I know how hard it is to be away from the girls. <laughs> and I... But you chose to move. I, I had to get up and go outside and scream is what I had to do. That's what I had to do is get up and go outside and scream. And because I don't want to be away from my kids. And legally, like, because he moved, I have to be away from them against against my feeling, right? He gets to take them away for a, an extended period of time. I don't want to be away from them. Yeah, and he, I, I mean, I'm not saying that this is the case, but to look at actions alone, he did want to because he moved. Mm-hmm. So in a sense, and not that he wanted to, but he, he knew that that would be the result of moving, but chose to move anyway, right? I mean, so... Yeah, right. So when he says, I know how hard it is to be away from them, okay, first of all, do not equate y- your emotion with mine at all, because I I did not make a choice to be away from my kids. My choice would be that they wouldn't leave at all this summer. That would be my choice. Yeah. But I, <laughs> that I think deep breath, Heather. Deep breath. But these sort of things, I think, point out that they that they don't understand the perspective. You know, I mean, there's even times where I'll pick Lexton up after a weekend, which is really just like 48 hours, is what it amounts to because of you know her work schedule or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's you know, she's like, oh, well, we had to do this and I had to do that, and he was with me and we had to go to the grocery, and I'm like she'll finish this spiel of how crazy busy it is. And I always feel like just looking at her and be like, yeah, what else you got? Because <laughs> that's like a third of every day of my life. So it's not, I get it. Like you, you really, you don't, you know? I mean, the things that are, that are overwhelming, like that is, that is the basic shit. The, it's that, right? Do you ever just want to say to her, stop talking? Just stop talking? Yeah. Like it's that this, I, I get it. You know, I get it like 10 times over, mm-hmm. you know? And I have to say, as we've been talking about our, our exes, I forgot someone had emailed us and, and asked she didn't she didn't want us to mention her name. It was just, it was a great email, but right at the end she there was a P.S. and she said it's confusing that that we are Heather and John and that our exes are Heather and John. And she said maybe you should refer to the exes as Hex and Jex. <laughs> and I think Hex is fantastic for so many <laughs> different reasons. <laughs> but I mean, I read that. I just started laughing because it it was pretty perfect. That is good, <laughs> Jex. Jex and Hex. Hex is Jex awesome. is actually probably a name that someone in Utah has given their child. With like three X's. Yes. Actually, that would be a little weird, but maybe two. J Y X. Jex. That is beyond likely. I'm gonna have to see if I can find someone with that name now. But it is. I mean, here we are. We're stuck, and you know, it's. I think the fact that we can kind of find humor in something in this conversation is good, but it's it's so hard. We play we play the pain Olympics with our exes is what we're doing. Right. <laughs> totally, that's a hundred percent. That I mean, it is, but it's just the it's. I think what it is with uh, with with our particular situation is it is unrelenting. It's unrelenting it's like having it's like putting your mouth on a fire hose and and it, it that doesn't ever stop yes it's unrelenting and anybody meaning our exes when they try to 
when they try to weave something in that they get it. Mm-mm. Yeah, I think I think that's what it is. It's not so much the Pain Olympics, but it's don't it, not not a competition, but don't try to tell me that you get it when you don't. When it's just when it's very obvious that you don't. You know, when you when you had to spend four hours trying to finagle schedules, and I have to spend you know twelve hours a day every day for almost two straight weeks and you have to spend four hours once every two weeks I, it you you don't get it and it's fine if you don't i mean this is it but don't don't act like i don't know maybe it is the pain olympics and i'm justifying it but it's so frustrating yes and that's when i'm that's when i'm I'm just like stop talking let's just stop this conversation right there right we don't need to continue that conversation right it's not going to go anywhere productive for anybody <laughs> no. no. My resentment is already way up here. Don't need it to get any higher. Yep. And and summer just amplifies things in such a and I have to say, Lexton, he remains the, you know, the ultimate optimist. And every day we try to eat breakfast together if we can. And every day he's like, So, what are we gonna do today? Like <laughs> oh God. Uh, well, today is a work day. And every day, like he forgets, he's like, Oh yeah, that's right. I'm like you know what, I know that that's frustrating, but ah, uh, how's the food that you're eating? Because if I didn't work, you wouldn't have it. I mean, it's I just I feel like I'm gonna explode because there's no way to explain it in a way that they think is a good explanation. Just because you know, because he's 12. That's that's the only reason. He just he can't get it, and he shouldn't have to get it. He shouldn't have to get it. No. And normally, because because they were only going to be here for, because they're going to be gone for so long, I thought, I really did think this, and you're going to laugh at me. <laughs> I really, I thought, okay, normally I would have them enrolled in activities during the day. And I thought, you know, I, I'd, I'd rather just have them around because I'm going to miss them so much. And <laughs> man, did I ever just take a shotgun to my ability to get anything done. And because you had talked about... You know, oh gosh, the summer's coming. The summer's coming. Oh gosh, and I was like, why is he dreading that so much? Why is he? I mean, Lexton is old enough to entertain himself. Why is he dreading that so much? And I'm like, I should have been listening to you. <laughs> oh my oh, god! Yeah. I wow, do I have insight into why you were dreading summer so much? Whoa! And I don't want to. Like, I don't want to dread it, but I don't. I, I have to. I mean. I just fear it. It's like a countdown. It's my favorite. It's my favorite season by far. It has been tough. Yeah. I get, I, I'm not, I'm not going to say it because you're going to get mad at me, but I get it. (laughs) (laughs) But, but I don't because I have somebody, I have a babysitter and you don't. True. But you, I mean. How do you get anything done? Anything. Yeah. I mean. Honestly, every day is like robotic. I wake up at five, I go for a run, I shower, I work as fast as I can until he wakes up. Thankfully, for whatever reason, I guess because he's he's 12 and, you know, he's sleeping in. He slept in one day. I, I woke him up because I was honestly worried he, he was gravely ill. It was like 10, 15. I woke up, I'm like, dude, what are you, are you okay? He's like, oh, I need more sleep. Which I, was a huge mistake. I should have just let him sleep and kept working. But I and then I work as long as he will permit me, like without getting completely bored. Mm-hmm. And then I try to do something with him 
we go out and get lunch or we go, we do something. And then whether it's, whether it's a 20 minute something or an hour and 20 minute something, the question that follows immediately is always, what are we going to do next? Mm. Like, oh, next I'm going to work for another two or three hours because I don't have it. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what you're going to do. I hope it's fun though, because, (laughs) you know, but that's the plan. And there's days that work really seamlessly like that, but there's other days and he wakes up two hours earlier than normal and loses patience an hour earlier than normal. And the rest of the day is just shot and shot in the sense that I can't work. Not that he's in a bad mood or that, you know, life is miserable, but it's just the productivity is not there. And like you said, you know, you're, you're with Lita getting her haircut and all you're thinking about is anything but that mm-hmm. because there's so much else to do. And then you're not even really there. So even when you are doing things, you're, you're doing them half-heartedly mm-hmm. or half-mindedly, I guess. Maybe not half-heartedly, but. Do you ever want to say to him, I don't know, what are you going to do for the rest of the day? Yeah. Like, where do you want me to drop you off? <laughs> yes. Figure it out. How about I drop you off here and you walk home? I'll time you. You can race the clock. I don't. I, it's, yeah. But it's also for you, you know, with Marlo, she doesn't get it like Lita and Lexton do. No. And that's very, I, I mean, at least I would imagine that she. you probably get interrupted by her a lot more than Lita. And that if it weren't for Kelly, those interruptions would be almost nonstop at that age. They would be nonstop. They, they <clears throat> like Saturday, on a Saturday morning, oh, yeah, actually, last Saturday morning, I got up, and um, be- because see that this goes to not letting our kids be roam free. But Lita's old enough that when she's in the house, she's Marlo's okay. But Lita, um, I, I waited until Lita got up out of bed. I almost went and got her up earlier because by that point it was going to be almost too hot to exercise outside. And what I do is I do these hill training runs out in front of my house because I live on a hill. And I did that and I came inside and I was trying to stretch and Marla would not leave me alone. (laughs) And it was like, I need this, I need this, I need this. And then she comes in and she sits on me as I'm trying to stretch. And I was like, child, I just want... That's like a death wish right there. I just want to breathe. (laughs) You know, and I can get her at times, I can get her distracted with something on a phone if I need to get something done, but then that doesn't last very long. And it's like, I'm bored. I want to do something. So yeah, if, if I didn't have Kelly there, I would, there would be nothing getting done. Nothing at all. Yeah. And I, I mean, if it was just me and, and Lexton was her age, I wouldn't, I would have to have some kind of childcare or day camp or something because it, at least when they're 12, they might not like it but they, they, they understand it to a degree. Yes. You know, I mean, they understand that when you're on the phone, they can't come up and just start talking. You know, that's not quite the same when they're younger. They just, they just talk. Lita has a bad habit of doing Does that, she? actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Lexton writes notes and then Whisper oh, really? reads them to me. Like, as he holds them up, I'm like, oh, God, I can't possibly listen to the conversation. I, I can't do it. And he'll usually write a note that, and it has like a question that can be answered with yes or no. So there's check boxes, like, and oh, he wow. expects me to read it and check them <laughs> off. But it's never like in his mind, it's a yes or no. But 
my answer is is always a yes but or a no but mm-hmm. but i can't do that because i don't have the capacity to talk and listen you know mm-hmm. yeah i don't i don't know i mean there there's enough moments where things like that where i can't help but laugh but it is these these periods where we get so stuck in that that resentment that makes it so hard yeah and i think that this is sort of this whole episode is ripe for people to send us self-help books, really. I mean, like, have you read this book about productivity and children and this book? Yes, I get it. I totally, totally get it. And, and I'm actively trying to be more present and be in the moment. And it is just really, it's a, you have to practice. It's a skill you have to practice. Yes. And maybe it comes easy to some people, but it does not come easy to me because at all um and I've, I've heard people like you have to practice the art of mindfulness you have to practice the art of being in the moment and it's something that i want to be better at for sure yeah and it's not that those self-help books like that that they have no value but it is it's they're they're all different strategies to getting you know to an end result but you have to work at the strategies and for me at least it's it's trouble finding the time to work at the strategies Yes. I, mean, I, I, I really, my, my good friend Sue, she told me, I, I was going through one of these periods and she said, you know, you really need to, you really need to meditate. And I, I always give her a hard time. She's from Portland. And I'm like, yeah, that's totally a Portland thing to say. And I said, I don't have time. She said, well, you need to meditate half an hour a day. And she said, if you don't have time, then you need to meditate an hour a day. I'm like, I hate the logic there. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it so much. And I and I'm sure that there's so much truth to it. And I, you know, she has yet to give me bad advice. But it's a matter of then it's like something else you need to find the time for, and something else to feel guilty for not finding the time for. Uh huh. And then it just it's like heaps on the pile. Great, I already felt bad for these ten things, and now I didn't have time to meditate. I'm really bad at meditation, and I don't so I don't like doing things I'm bad at. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, wow. really, you want me to do this peaceful exercise that I suck at? Great. Right. That will, that'll make me feel really good about my day. <laughs> but I think that's why, that's why it's the practice of meditating. I know. You need to practice. Practice makes perfect. Or progress, I think, is the new, the new slogan. Practice makes progress because we don't, we don't want kids to think that they can be perfect or imperfect. So is that real? Oh, really? I think it was some toy, toy brand, maybe, and I I was watching a oh. commercial, and it was practice makes progress. I'm like, what? That's <laughs> that is not the saying here. What? <laughs> this is so wrong. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, well, I've kind of gotten to a point where I know that there's going to be really dark days or weeks, and then mysteriously, things lighten up, and maybe. That's not my attitude. Maybe there's a medication that'll correct it all. But I've learned to roll with them. But sometimes when you're in the the darkest of the dark, it's really hard to remember that it will get better. It's going it will get better. And and but the constant having to realize, okay, you're resenting a twelve year old and you shouldn't be because he didn't do anything wrong. And it's it's just exhausting to to keep up that reminder until I can get out of the hole. Yeah. And clearly our listeners can relate because this is a common theme that has echoed through tweets and comments on Instagram and emails. This is also one of those discussions where um, 
did someone I, I haven't read the reviews on iTunes because I I don't <laughs> never read the comment section. That's right. Um and but I think you mentioned that someone there was a review left that was like, oh, I'm just listening to two white white privileged people complaining about their privilege. Oh yeah. Um and well I I think that this is an important discussion to have. It's an important at least to like address address these complicated emotions that we have. At least by addressing them, we can work on them and and make our lives better for ourselves and for our kids. Um, exactly. And so, if you do find this discussion uh, informational and helpful, please do leave us a review on uh, on iTunes. We would appreciate your input there, right? Oh, absolutely. I yeah. mean, we'd we'd love to see reviews on iTunes and we love getting emails. I, I think we're finally getting better at responding a little bit more timely now. Um, and you can email us thoughts or comments or self-help book recommendations or meditation practices to stories at manicramblings.com. And you can also get that email address from our website, which is just manicramblings.com. And you can find us on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter at Manic Ramblings. And until next time, when that person says to you, I totally get it. Or, I haven't had a day off in so long. Or, I know how hard it is to be away from children. That's when you get to go, nope, stop, stop talking. Stop talking. Stop. Many thanks to Tan Lines for the soundtrack, to Lisa Congdon for the cover art, and to Ryan Coomer for his expertise with the editing stuff. Thank you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.